Yes, hi. I am calling this number because I saw it on a bathroom wall. Um, seeing if you're Brandy. Welcome to another episode of Brandy is Going to Hell. This episode was kind of impromptu. I, uh, working from home at the moment, mostly like everybody else. Uh, thank goodness I still am employed and I'm getting an income and I feel for everybody who is not. But during uh, working from home, I've been going on 30-minute walks daily, or at least trying to. And if I don't get that daily walk-in, I'll go for a run at the end of the day. But anyway, I went for a 30-minute walk when the weather was beautiful and noticed somebody that I followed was doing an Instagram Live. I tuned into her Instagram Live while strolling around Jersey City, and she touched on a lot of topics that are hitting home at the moment, especially working from home or being unemployed. I really feel like I am in this age bracket of folks around my age. I'm about to turn 30 in two weeks, and I'm going to spend my 30th birthday probably in quarantine. And while, you know, this is all going on right now, uh, like I said, I am very lucky that I'm still employed and working from home but I can't help but think about like all of my friends that don't have jobs I can't help but think about all of the homeless people that aren't getting money on the street because they aren't getting foot traffic I can't help but think about all the band's crew members not being paid I can't you know it's just blowing my mind and you know my boyfriend is a roadie so he doesn't have a direct income and then I worry about not being as productive as when the music business is normally booming. You know, we're working hard to get our bands on the internet and relevant in front of the eyes of people who are sitting at home. And, you know, at the end of the day, there's only so much that you can do, right? You can make the bands active online, but there's still nothing going on. So you have to re-channel all that energy into organizing yourself or looking up new things to make your bands exciting and relevant or you know just do research now for down the line and it's just really hard to not be able to measure your productivity on a basis that you're used to um and that kind of brings me down I'm also calling my grandparents way more than I ever have and whenever my routine gets disrupted it really throws me off because I'm a creature of habit so now I'm calling my grandparents every day I'm calling my parents every day people who haven't talked to me in years or hit me up out of the blue seeing if I'm okay I'm trying to do work I feel helpless because I'm not helping everybody and anybody I just got a new roommate at the beginning of March and it's a really weird intro when you spend every waking moment together because we're in quarantine. Last week I had credit card fraud and the list goes on. But anyway, so I was going for my walk and and this woman I followed, Chelsea Schwartz, went live and I'm like, you know what? Let's see what everybody's got to say. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to watch everybody's lives to see what is going on. And she just kind of highlighted everything I just kind of went over. And I'm like, cool. I am not alone feeling this way. There is a lot of worry going on among a lot of people. And it was really nice to feel the same thing that somebody else is feeling. So after my walk, I DM'd her and I just said, thank you for doing that. Uh, it made me feel really connected and like I was not alone in this weird bubble of anxiety and self-doubt and being concerned about absolutely everything and being unable to focus on what I'm trying to do. 
So I also asked if she would be down to do a podcast, you know, because it seems like everybody's got free time. I've got free time. She's got free time. And I just wanted to pick her brain. I've been following her for some time. Back in the day, she went on tour with the darkness. And that's how I ever first started following her. And she's just transformed since then and is doing a lot of cool stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Might as well put out positive content and put people on a pedestal who are doing things and kicking ass. And I think she is one of those people. And I am so happy to have her on the show. So without further ado, I have Chelsea Schwartz, the founder of High Voltage Magazine, half of Sprinkled by Magic, which creates nerdy events and scavenger hunts in various theme parks throughout the year. Chelsea is also an actor in LA, recently doing background acting and stand-in jobs, which includes The Good Place, The Circle with Tom Hanks and Emma Watson, and the CBS series Mom by Chuck Lorre. Not only all of that stuff, but she also has a rock and roll history consisting of talent buying at the Viper Room and much more in the music jungle, on the road, publicity, working at labels, etc. In all of her badassery, here is Chelsea Schwartz on Brandy is Going to Hell. Hello? I'm here. I didn't know if you wanted to keep going or if you wanted me to jump in there. (laughs) Okay. This is our first time talking, and it is insanely cool because I've followed you for quite some time. Um, I'm a fan of the darkness. Thank you so much for doing that. No, yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of the darkness, so I've followed you since you went on the road with them and did that cover feature for your magazine. And then I really know nothing about you other than you really like Disney and um, other little things I researched about you. You're an actor. I don't really know where to start, but this is the best part. So we're all on quarantine. Well, we can start with talking about the the darkness. I mean, rock and roll is a big part of where High Voltage started from. Uh, High Voltage originally started started in 2003 as a music publication and eventually evolved into this like nerd culture publication where we help people discover their new fandoms. And by fandom, I'm not limiting that to TV and movies and, you know, art styles and things like that, but also music and people can be fans of yoga and cooking. It's just whatever you can be a fan of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, No limitations. But but I started in music because music was life and uh, the darkness. I knew Justin uh, for a long time. And when they were thinking possibly that there might be a reunion tour uh, or a getting back together of some sort, I was the first phone call on the day of rehearsal. Uh, (laughs) Justin called me and said, guess what I'm doing right now? And I was like, uh, <laughs> like literally had no idea what was about to happen. Uh, and he was like, I'm walking into the first darkness rehearsal and however many years that it had been. Uh, so as soon as they were ready to start doing things, I became their social media manager and I, I got them back on Facebook and Twitter and I went on tour with them for a while. And I merged my interests by also doing a cover story for high voltage, but I was working for the band for a while. And I'm so glad that you connected with me through that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Sweet. I didn't know the backstory, so it's really rad. And I see High Voltage is still pumping out everything that you just talked about that whatever you're a fan of or will become a fan of. Um, And then while I was following you, I was really intrigued how it it was like a lot of rock and then it jumped to like very Disney-esque cosplay type (laughs) things. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So... 
explain all of that and you know what you explain do the with... transition yeah no it's i mean it's rad, a very so. very simple story um I grew up in the music industry working uh, as a music journalist, as a tour manager for bands, as a merch girl, lighting, you know, I, I managed bands, I did publicity, I worked at labels for my entire life. Uh, and I got to a point once I crossed 30 that I kind of didn't want to tour anymore. And I was really frustrated with the music industry because there's no money. There's no money for the musicians, there's no money for the crews, there's no money for anybody. And at the end of the day, you're working 20 hours a day, seven days a week for barely any money and no gratitude. And, and like, I just kind of was like, why am I doing this? I'm killing myself. And I still love music, but I just wanted to work in something that was equally as fun and as passionate for me, but that I knew I could put food on the table. And I happened to go to my first San Diego Comic-Con that year. Hmm. And I walked into the exhibit hall floor. And I just paused and I was, with, I was with my friend Kristen and we just looked at each other and there was thousands of people shoulder to shoulder dropping thousands of dollars instantly at every booth. And I had never seen anything like it. Wow. And I just was like, I want to work in nerd culture. I was like, nerds <laughs> apparently have money. And I, and I was like, and I like nerdy things. You know, I, I grew up being a giant fan of Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and all things Tolkien. And also, I was a huge Disney kid. So that that's kind of just where the shift from music to, like, nerdy content came from. And you'll also notice that there was a strong point on my Instagram account that I was never in the photos. I was usually taking photos yes. of things because I've been a photographer most of my life. Uh, and then finally, you know, uh, when I jumped into the acting game out here, unfortunately, a lot of casting directors want to book people based on how many followers they have. Mm-hmm. And they want to look at your account and they want to see you. And so I had to get more comfortable being in front of the camera. And what do I do on my off days and to stress release? I go to Disneyland. Yeah. I'm a pass holder. Like I started to go to more comic cons and conventions and just showing my true nerdy side, you know? Yeah. So how does that, um, just because I'm curious and I have no idea, do you make money from Sprinkled by Magic by being nerd? Like how do you make your nerdy income? Uh, well, so, uh, through High Voltage, a few years ago, we started to produce nerdy events, and we mm-hmm. hosted a couple of small conventions, and we started producing board game nights. Uh, and then from the board game nights, I had this idea to create scavenger hunts, okay. uh, and I ended up doing it through my account on Sprinkled by Magic, where we hosted our very first one, which was now three or four years ago, at Disneyland. Uh, mm-hmm. And we didn't know how it would go, and we had 56 people that we had never met before sign mm-hmm. up for the very first one. And they all had a great time, so we planned another one for, like, six months later and doubled the amount of people that came, and now we regularly do them. Uh, We have one in Walt Disney World at the end of the year. We're launching our first Universal Studios hunt in November of this year. Like, uh, we're getting requests for them more and more, and we're averaging, like, 225 people per hunt to over, like, 40 teams, which is pretty cool. Wow. Um, That's kind of where, like, the, the nerdy events came into play. And then because our account grew on Sprinkled by Magic, mm-hmm. uh, obviously we get some brand deals here and there. And it's it's a lot of times brands reach out and they just want to send you free products so that you'll endorse it and talk about it. And we only take things that we genuinely do believe in the company and the product. Uh, and then every now and then someone will also offer a paid partnership, which is incredible. It still blows my mind that we're in this day and age uh, where – people can make money for posting photos of their life on social media. 
Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty wild. And Disney is cool with you just like bringing in people. Well, I mean, I guess they're making money either way. So they probably want. So all our scavenger hunt follows all rules of Disneyland. I was like, so everyone has to provide their own park entrance. You can't run. You can't use a selfie stick. You know, any of the things that naturally go with Disneyland. We're also uh, you're not allowed to hide things in a a Disney park uh, anywhere. So it's not a scavenger hunt that you're looking to collect things. Ours is just uh, creative photo challenges. It was like, so uh, it's a lot of fun. We have people check in with us. We have a little check-in location just outside the park. And we give them their hunt packet. They go inside the park with around 50 prompts. And it'll be things like a photo of your team being chased by a duck. Now, does that mean you get Donald Duck to chase you? Or does that mean you put plushies on the ground inside the merch store and and make it look like the plushies are chasing you? Or... Do you go to the pond in front of the castle and actually try to get a real-life duck to follow after you? you know? Wow. Like, it's up to your team, and it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, that is really fun. Is it very easy for people to do if you're just visiting L.A. for the first time, or is it more— um... Absolutely. Okay, cool. It is. Uh, so we try to make these hunts— a little less on the competitive side. Now, it's absolutely competitive, and we do have prizes for the top five teams, but Mm -hmm. we want people that have never been to the park before to be able to buy a ticket for entry, do our hunt, and feel like they still had a well-rounded Disney day and maybe learned a bunch of things they wouldn't have seen like without this hunt, you know? Uh, And then we also want to satisfy annual pass holders because especially at Disneyland, an average day at Disneyland is 85% annual pass holders in attendance. So most of these people go to the park so often, they think there's nothing you can show them. <laughs> so we like to do something that makes people look at the park in a way that they've never looked at it before. So our favorite is when we're getting ready for these hunts, we go to the park about a week in advance and we talk to cast members and we go, what's some piece of trivia or some little uh, hidden Mickey that somebody might not know, or, you know, we just, we look for what everybody knows, you know, and and like we discovered things like Tomorrowland has actual produce growing everywhere, fruits and vegetables. (laughs) And like you, and it's something you don't really pay attention to because as you're walking from space mountain to star tours, you're fixated on the ride. But if you look up at that tree, Oh my God, there is apples and there is avocados. Oh, and that is bell pepper growing. It's crazy. Uh, so we like to make it as entertaining and educational for everyone. Uh, like some of our photo prompts that you'll see on every hunt are a photo of your team enjoying a show, a photo of your team dining at Disney and a photo of your team on a ride that guarantees that like you, your team wasn't just completely competitive to where you had no Disney fun. You know, we're making sure you ate. That's super important. I want to make sure people aren't getting cranky and hangry. Yeah. You know, uh, we're making sure that you get to enjoy a show because the shows are magical, you know, and we're making sure you go on a ride because you're at a theme park. You yeah, know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> wow, that's super so. cool. That's like that's really creative and super cool. My mind's like r- really blown. I've only been to Disney World like twice uh, in Florida, but um, yeah, that's really rad. How many times did have you ever? What counted did you love times? about Disney World when you went? What, what was like your highlight of Disney World? Um... To be honest, the most exciting thing to me is, like, as soon as I walk in, I just get goosebumps of how, like, cool it feels to be, like, a kid again. Or, I don't know. It's not even a particular thing. It's just, like, the overall feeling. It's just all magical. That's just how I feel when I walk in. That's how every annual pass holder feels. That's why we all have annual passes. It's because you walk in and you just 
kind of feel yeah. transported to a world where things are just a little less stressful. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. There's definitely a tear in my eye. It's like so cool. That's like how moving it is when you walk into the park. So <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know how many times you've been or do you keep count or is oh my God. a tally? Uh, I don't know. Cause you that, have to go a lot. The day when I, when I first became a pass holder, which was like nearly eight years ago now, uh, you used to be able to log into the site and it would tell you how many times you had gone through the turnstile mm-hmm. and the, that counter isn't there anymore. But I remember after like the third or fourth year, I was already over like 300. Jesus. <laughs> and that doesn't include the trips to Walt Disney World I had as a kid. It doesn't include my vacation at Disneyland in uh, Paris when I went a couple of years ago. And, and there's another like five years of going since then. So we're probably close to a thousand times. <laughs> Wow, that's that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. And um, how often are these again that you run these? Uh, so we do three scavenger hunts a year in Disneyland. Uh, and we're just launching our first one at Universal Studios Hollywood this year. And we do one a year in Walt Disney World. And, you know, and we're hoping if they do well enough, we'll eventually be able to do you know, like, uh, the other theme parks and eventually go to the Tokyo and bring them to Disneyland Paris and stuff like mm. we. It would be amazing to get to do this for different types of fans around the world. Yeah, that's really cool. And in addition to that, you are an actor. So what are some things that you've been in uh, recently or are applying to or anything of that nature? I mean, right now there is absolutely nothing yeah. to apply to. The, the thing I was talking about before was uh, due to coronavirus, a lot of our guilds and unions out here have put together relief funds. Because mm-hmm. every single one of us is unemployed for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely nothing happening in film or TV at all until at the earliest right now, end of June. And that's if a writer's strike does not happen. Yeah, right. Um, so so it's kind of weird. It's unprecedented. Uh, we're going to get to a point where, with the exception, I think, of Netflix, networks and streaming services won't have new content to drop. So they're all trying to buy up whatever content people have previously made that everyone mm. passed on before because no one's creating anything. Uh, but otherwise, in the past, I mean, a lot of the work I've been doing in recent years has been background acting and stand-in jobs, and you'll never see me on camera if I'm a stand-in. But I love being a stand-in. You know, that means you are basically the understudy to whoever in the principal cast you are standing in for, and you need to know their lines and their marks and their positions so that way the cameras and the lights and sound and everyone else can set up the shot with you and you can help them rehearse. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as first team is ready, they can come in and film it. And it allows me to see the creative process in a different way without necessarily being in the spotlight. Cause I don't have any attention of being a famous person ever in life. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of lack of privacy and a lot of extra bullying and trolling and things like that that happen once you start getting more and more in the public eye Mm -hmm. and I'm a highly sensitive person you know like one person on the internet tearing me down in a photo like will affect me uh and I I know it shouldn't but like that's where I'm at you know I was like but I like being in a creative environment otherwise like uh I've I, I got a regular role on a new Amazon series that we were filming right before shutdown happened I don't know if that series We'll ever see the light of day. Oh wow! <laughs> if we will start, if we will start refilming or reshooting when this all picks up, or if it's done, or or if they're cutting the season short, I don't know. 
I can't even talk about the name of it because we all oh, signed yeah. NDAs. But um, if you want to be surprised and see me really well in a background role, a lot of people notice me in, I think it's season one, episode 13 of The Good Place. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, with, cool. With Chris, I mean, I yeah, haven't Kristen seen it, but yeah. No, yeah. I loved Cheers. Yeah. So I was like, uh, or the feature film, The Circle with Tom Hanks and Emma, uh, Emma Watson. Okay. And, there, and I'm sure there's dozens and dozens of other things. I'm in like the entire season two of uh, the TV show Mom uh, that Chuck Lorre produced on CBS. And yeah. That's really places rad. places to find me. <laughs> also, if you, if you care more about my music days, I am in the Sunset Strip documentary. So there's that. Nice. So, so when you grew well because you said a lot of you started so i'm uh, sorry i'm like jumping all over the place you starting it's the okay. magazine I, I, was deeply seated uh with your you know fandom of the darkness so how old were you when you were on the sunset strip to be in the documentary for that uh, well i was the talent buyer for the viper room for several years uh awesome. in the earlier part of the century I was like, so when they did the Sunset Strip documentary, it was about the Sunset Strip past, present, and future. So I was a part of that since I was the one booking all of the bands at the venue at the Viper Room. And I was part of the main production team for Sunset Strip Music Festival every year of that festival. Nice. Very cool. You're so inspirational. I'm loving this right now. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> of I've, I've done a lot of people when they start to hear my story and they hear who I've worked with and what I've done in my life, they just they're like blown away because I don't look as old as I am. And on top of that, they they just they can't believe it. And like my, my favorite comment to tell people is, I've led a life or four already. You yeah. know, like I mean, you're doing shit. I've That's done great. Quite a few things. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> And, I, and the, the magazine stuff started because when I was 14, I started writing for Teen People magazine about music. Mm-hmm. So by the time I was 20, I was tired of having an editor. And so I just became one. Yeah. And I started High Voltage with a group of my friends. And uh, it was actually out of the love of a band called OK Go that we started High Voltage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might know them. <laughs> yeah, just this little, little band, you know, <laughs> that make epic music videos. If you haven't seen any of them, go watch all of them. And that's not for you, but the people that listen to this podcast, that is my recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's super rad. So what are you working on right now? I know, well, the whole reason we connected in the first place is because I was going for a walk uh, during one of my little quarantine working from home breaks. Saw you're on Instagram live and, you know, you really struck a chord. So we're all on the same boat of the kind of like not working or being quarantined, having extra time. Um, what are you doing at the moment or anticipating in the future? You know, uh, every day is the entirely new day. Like, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring right now. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make the most of each day as it comes and keep some semblance of a schedule. So right now my schedule is that Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I continue what I'm calling my great purge of my apartment. And I'm just getting rid of so much junk and decluttering and organizing and cleaning. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays to keep high voltage content fresh and exciting. I'm sitting on like a dozen SD cards that have anywhere from 50 to 100 interviews with various actors and musicians. Some of them have already been posted. Some of them haven't. And there's a lot of them that I just never have the time to get around to do. So now that I have all of the time, every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm posting a brand new video we've never posted before onto High Voltage's YouTube. So that's been pretty fun. That's awesome. At least yeah. you're using your we've time got a great little 
Yeah, we've got a really fun series called 60 Seconds With, if you've never seen it. Uh, And it's 60 seconds to answer as many questions as you can. If you don't know an answer, you can just say skip. And the points don't matter. So, like, if you make me laugh when I'm editing, I might give you three points for your answer. Like, but it's just (laughs) a silly little game. And, like, we give every time you answer a question, you get a ding and you see a counter in the corner. And we've done this with everyone from, like, Imagine Dragons to Colony House to you know, Gina Davis and Cole Sprouse, you know, like, uh, and I've got dozens and dozens more, more of them on these SD cards. I just have to edit and get up. So a lot of those are what's going up. Uh, there's a few brand new interviews with people and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. If you guys are entertained by those kind of things, check out high voltages YouTube. Yeah, definitely going to check that out. Um, sweet. So, um, do you have, do you want to talk about anything else in particular or, I mean, like I said, we're just meeting um, for the first I mean, time the here. only other thing that's a really big note for me, besides just being a, a nerdy influencer that wants to spread good for the greater mm-hmm. community, you know, I mean, a big part of Sprinkled by Magic on Instagram is that we try to bring social back into social media and create community online and off. So our scavenger hunts are a great way to come meet us and connect in person and meet a bunch of people with fellow interests. And we've gotten dozens of people that have met their new best friends after doing one of our hunts because you don't have to sign up and know a team of people. You can sign up individually and we'll place you on a team with other people that need a team. And every time we've done that, those people end up signing up to do the next hunt together again and they make lifelong friends. It's been a really beautiful, fortunate thing that's happened. So we've taken the spirit of that and we now regularly create events that are even online so that people who can't make it to Disneyland can participate in something. So we did a secret Santa this year. Uh, We did a Valentine's day card exchange for Valentine's day Mm -hmm. to make sure that people that don't have family that don't have uh, a, a significant other or anything like that still got something on Valentine's day. So, you know, uh, and all you had to do was mail a greeting card to one other person that signed up to be part of this. And I got a really cute little like Yoda Valentine's day card in the mail from my person. And they wrote this really sweet message about how they couldn't believe they got paired with one of the hosts of it and talked about why our account inspires them. And and that's what it's all about because the, the point of me sharing all of this and the point of why it struck a chord with you on my Instagram live the other day is mental health. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am a giant mental health advocate and during this quarantine and chill life, it's really, really important that we all take care of our mental health uh, and, and to find ways to stay connected to one another, you know, whether it's picking up the phone and calling someone or getting on a zoom meeting with 50 of your closest friends and playing a board game online together through boardgamearena.com or whatever it is, you know, uh, the community I think our world is never going to be the same when all of this is done. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited because I think community is going to be a big part of our lives out of this. And it's going to be less about work and more about life. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so that's just, that's one of the things that also uh, you probably noticed shifted on my my personal Instagram. And and for those that might listen and are interested, my Instagram is uncoolrockstar. And you can find me personally on Twitter and every social media platform at uncool rockstar that's, mm-hmm. that's my main handle but uh if, if, besides my disney photos and the casual bounds and cosplays my captions are usually all about mental health have you noticed that 
I have, yes. Yes, very yeah. uh, informative uh, and uplifting and eye-opening all at the same time, yes. Yeah, I try to be transparent and honest when I'm having good days and bad days and find reasons for the entire world to realize that social media is not the highlight reel that everyone thinks it is, that all of us have good days and bad days, and we're all in this together, and it's completely normal to experience everything you're feeling. And I, you know, sometimes I get people that write me that just go, you're so full of drama all the time. There's always something going on. But for every comment I get like that, I also get a message from someone that says, usually as powerful as I was thinking of ending my life today. And then I read your story and realized that I don't want to do that and that I'm not alone and that there are people out there dealing with what I'm doing and that if you can still be here and try to find a way to smile through it, I can too. Yeah. And that's why I do it. It's not for all those people that do affect my mental health by telling me <laughs> that I'm full of drama and whatever. I was like, that does bother me. But at, like at the same point, I've now stopped someone else from taking their own life. And that's what it's about. Absolutely. 100%. And that is also why I do my podcast. And well, one of the reasons I do my podcast and that just resonates so much. So that is so cool that you shared that with us. So thank you. It's all about the testimonies. Yeah. <laughs> there you go <laughs> sweet well chelsea thank you so much for being on uh brandy is going to hell it's been an absolute pleasure and you know i've looked up to you so this is really cool for me <laughs> oh well thank you so much for asking me I, i'm always down to chat when i have time with people and it's really nice to know that people look up to me it's a weird feeling that i'm still getting used <laughs> to but i'm glad i inspire people and there you have it, folks. Chelsea Schwartz, the founder of High Voltage Magazine, half of Sprinkled by Magic, and an actor in L.A., and much more. She wears many hats, and I think she is a total badass, like I mentioned before. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Brandy is Going to Hell. You can follow me everywhere online at Brandy Lucas. That's Brandy with an I, Lucas with a K, across Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can also follow me on TikTok at Brandy is Going to Hell. It's a free for all there. And if anybody needs somebody to talk to, please DM me on one of those platforms. It's weird times. And I just really want to bring everybody together and happy and healthy. Big shout out to my boyfriend, Mike. He has been a huge saving grace while this quarantine is happening. I love him so much. And, um, He's just the best and keeping me fed and drying my tears with every nervous breakdown and making me laugh and really holding shit together for both of us. And he deserves a big pat on the back and a huge, huge blowjob later. <laughs> just seeing who was listening. Until next time, you're listening to Brandy is going to hell. Oh, 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 oh,